Locked Into the Zone with Diamonds and Roses podcast, bringing you one step closer to Pacific Northwest and Southwest Canada baseball news, stories, and history. Proudly fueled by Baseballism, their America's brand, Big League Chew, the official bubblegum of Diamonds and Roses podcast, and Devo Bat Company, professional wood grain bats for the love of the game. And now your hosts, Ben and Travis. Welcome, everybody, to our third part of our communications, or should say, episodes with the Victoria Harbor Cats group. I'm here with John Schneiderback, the one of the assistant coaches with the Victoria Harbor Cats. He, you're a Vancouver resident, right, John? Yeah, uh, Jim and I go back a long ways. I, I'm currently living in Vancouver, Washington, and uh, enjoy very much being part of the Harbor Cats organization. So talk to us a little bit. How, how did you first meet Jim? Uh, Jim and I play old guy baseball. We've been playing, uh, we met back in our, our 20s, so we've been playing uh, baseball together in tournaments and uh, uh, recreationally since uh, for about 30 years now. What, uh, what, what, what drew you to baseball? Um, you know, I played baseball pretty much every year since Little League. I just love the sport. I grew up in Chicago watching the, the Cubs and White Sox. And uh, back before Wrigley Field had lights, and uh, just uh, just enjoy the game, enjoy the the sportsmanship of it, and uh, just kind of the uh, you know just kind of the way the game kind of unfolds, and every day is something different. What's one player that's played professionally or anywhere that that you were excited to like either watch or see or or got you motivated to either be in a, a specific position? Um, you know, back in college and high school, I used to pitch a lot, and I used to love watching Randy Johnson. Uh, gosh, that guy, you know, he's six foot ten, and, you know, I'm six foot five, and I couldn't imagine having another half a foot on me and being able to throw 100 miles an hour, you know. But, yeah, I, I just loved some of the, you know, some of the pitchers back there in the 80s and, and uh, 90s, uh, and, you know, Kurt Schilling and uh, Randy Johnson, some of those, those guys that are just Robert, you know, um, uh, you know Clemens and, and all those guys. You know it's just been uh, it just it was just fun to watch them throw and, and just dominate on the field. So, um, when when did you personally start getting involved with the Harbor Cats organization itself? Well, Jim had uh, when Jim kind of became the owner and general manager. Um, you know, basically, you know, with us playing baseball and playing tournaments, you know, we just started talking about it, and um, I just really got into you know the the whole uh, management side of things and helping them out with different tasks and and getting to know the coaching staff there and when the harbor cats were on the road you know they're they're playing down in uh, portland the portland area they're playing in uh, yakima corvallis which isn't too far from where i live so i just started helping them out on the road with bp and uh and pre-game workouts and uh and then uh, just you know helping them out uh with some of the coaching efforts so you know it it helps with transportation costs and if you have a coach that lives down here and you can participate and help out, that's uh, it. I, I, it just uh, was great. It's great to be part of the organization in, in that role. What makes this organization unique compared to any of the other organizations there in the West Coast League? I'd say the biggest part of it is Jim Swanson because he is so involved with the community. He's so involved with the other uh, with the other teams in the conference, and uh, you know. He, he just loves this team, and um, he would do anything to, 
you know, make it a great experience, not only for the players, the coaching staff, but also um, involving the community in uh, the Harbor Cats uh, every, every season. Yeah, and the Harbor Cats, like, have a far reach. I mean, they've, they've got players from overseas. And, I mean, I'm talking across the water. I'm not just talking across the little border into the United States, but we're talking different places. Um, they've created an environment that's welcoming to not only players from overseas, but also women athletes. Um, what's that been like for this organization as a whole? Well, I think uh, it, uh, you know, basically when you look at the diversity that they've had, you know, it, it gives uh, it gives those uh, people that are interested in baseball overseas, you know, an opportunity to, to maybe participate in this league. And, you know, when you have when you have guys coming over, uh, they just they just love being over there. They love the sport of baseball and they they always seem to just fit right in. And uh, even the female athletes, you know, there's nobody, you know, it, we all look at the, all the players as a single unit, you know, helping us win ball games. And um, it's just been great to see that diversity and uh, the and the the, uh, the players uh, just always being uh, kind of cohesive group. You know, there's not one person that's an outcast. It's all part of the team. We win together. We lose together. So, a lot of people like when they talk about summer collegiate ball. A lot of people, the first thing that comes to mind is the Cape Cod League. But what separates the WCL in your mind from Cape Cod League and some of the other collegiate summer leagues that are out there? Well, I just think it's the, uh, you know, my, my opinion is that the uh, West Coast League is just more organized. I think it's, um, uh, you know, it, it's somewhere that's very inclusive, very, you know, uh, very, how do you say it, kind of like a, you know, very open-armed in the sense that, you know, come be part of this organization, come be part of the different teams here. You know, and it's uh, very competitive. I think the players have great attitudes. I think they really focus on great players that that want to play ball. Um, you know, and leave, leave the attitude at home. They, you know, every team that we've played, um, we've never had any issues with. You know, players having uh, you know attitudes about anything. We've just uh, win or lose. You know, we're just happy to be out here playing ball. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, you talk about the West Coast League and how unique it is. I mean. In a time like of COVID, when you know there's a lot of things closing down, a lot of things shutting down, the West Coast League is expanding. You have Edmonton, uh, the Campbellus team. Uh, you now you have Springfield, Oregon with the Drifters. Uh, you know, part of your group is the Night Owls that are expanding. So there's expansion going on, and I believe they're up to 16 teams now. Like, I mean, in a time of retraction, they're expanding. Like, what does this mean for the league going into the future? Well, and I think, you know, um, you know, with some of the reorganization in minor league baseball, some of these larger cities with stadiums, um, their first choices, uh, just because of the popularity and the uh, respect that the West Coast League has, um, these cities have approached the West Coast League wanting to be expansion teams. And, uh, you know, I think that in, in the future, you know, we're going to see even more growth because um, it gives players a, a great opportunity to play some great baseball for a summer. Um, you know, playing with wood bat is a lot different than aluminum. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the more it gives more players more opportunities. So, I mean, the more teams we do get to, you know, join the league, um, you know, it's just going to give more and more college athletes a chance to play summer ball. 
Yeah, and you know, in, in the development and growth of these young players is very important. I mean, not only like playing baseball because there's a product. Obviously, it's a business. It's a product that you got to put on the field. And you guys are going out. You're recruiting these players to come play, or you know, you're getting phone calls about these players to come play. But what are you guys doing as a coaching staff to develop these players from a leadership standpoint? Like, what are some leadership things that you're trying to instill in these players that they will carry forward into the future? Well, we have um, the, the the coaching staff that we have with uh, with Greg Frady and Nanaimo and. Uh, uh, Todd Haney and, and uh, Victoria, they're they're quality ball players. They they were quality ball players um, in their day, and they can bring that experience. And you know, all the players look up to them because of the wealth of knowledge that they have and the um, you know on the field experience that they have. And every year we try to try to do better with the kids and uh, get them to understand you know some of the intricacies of of you know, ball at a higher level. And it's, uh, you know, we've got great coaching staffs and, uh, and well-respected coaching staff. And I think that's a key to, you know, the Harbor Cats and the Nymo Night Owls being, uh, being successful. So we've had two years straight now in Victoria of no baseball. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, obviously we don't like it. <laughs> we want to be on the field and it's, uh, but you know, it's given, you know, I think it's let the community know how important uh, the, the Night Owls, or actually I should say the Victoria Harbor Cats, and even the Night Owls, because there was a lot of anticipation of the team starting up in 2021, that um, I think it's actually growing interest in the sport and interest in those teams. And, um, you know, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to, you know, more sponsorship and, uh, and, and, and more interest uh, from the general public in those communities. On, on getting back out there and having the Harbor Cats back as uh, you know part of the part of everyday summer life there. Yeah, I mean the Harbor Cats have been one of the premier teams in the WCL, and you know you can. I mean, I know personally, like this particular season and not having them. Um, you know, I mean that's obviously got an impact on everything else that's going on the competition level. Not saying that it's not there, but Victoria adds something to it because, in my opinion. You know, you see that Victoria Corvallis battle, and you've seen that, and especially that championship in 2019 when it was just down to the wire. Um, you know, do you, I'm assuming you're expecting that same level of competition in 2022. Yeah, I th- you know... You know, our hope is that Nanaimo and uh, and uh, Victoria are going to be playing in the last game of the North Division uh, playoffs, you know. So, you know, I think that uh, Coach Haney has done a great job uh, for his time here on really getting the team to focus. And, you know, there's times where you get in a, in a rut and you lose a few games, but uh, Todd has been awesome in, in getting them together you know, making his expectations known and working with the team to refocus their attitude and, and, and get a winning mentality. And and I expect with Todd returning and being at the helm in 2022 that uh, the Harbor Cats are going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, not to mention, like I mentioned to Jim, I mean, they just, you just think Todd to another five-year extension. And Jim was saying that, you know, Todd's welcome back for as long as he wants. Um, I mean, that commitment alone to a baseball coach must mean a lot to the players and so on. 
Yeah. Um, you know, Jim believes in Todd and Todd believes in Jim. You know, it, it's a family. You know, uh, after games, we all go out. We're, we're, we're a team. We're, we're, we're a family. We go out. We have dinner together after the games. Um, if there's anything that, you know, is... Uh, you know, there's just great communication. It's like talking to your brother. You know, if I go up to Todd and I ask him a question, you know, there, there's no attitudes. We're all part of the team. We're all trying to learn, even at the coaching level. Um, we're trying to understand the players and, and what's best, uh, you know, the best way to coordinate things and, and win ball games. And uh, Todd and Jim, um, you know, they're, they're together in a sense that, you know, they're family and they believe in each other. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's that's good to hear, and I'm, I'm glad. Um, you know, what, what's been, like, one thing that stuck out to you over the years that you've been with this organization? What's that one moment that you're like, I'm going to remember this experience for a long, long time? Well, I think, it's, I think it was uh, the first time we were in the championship with Corvallis uh, several years ago, uh, before 2019. Um, you know, just being out there with Jim and talking and looking at the, the pitching staff and going, you know, these guys are doing great, but there's some things that we can do better. And, uh, you know, when Todd Haney came aboard, he, you know, we spent a lot of time chatting about different ways to, you know, to increase the, uh, you know, the participation and the, uh, how can I say it, the, you know, to, to have a winning attitude, you know, and losing, you know, isn't fun for anybody, but, you know, if you go out, you start off the game expecting to win, um, I think you, you know, I think overall with the coaching that Todd does is, uh, you know, the kids can win and they expect to win. Yeah, and you guys got a, I mean, beyond Todd, I mean, you guys got a great coaching staff. Um, just what makes you guys click? Well, you know, guys like Curtis and, uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got some new uh, new coaching staff that will be starting this year um, up there in uh, Victoria. And, um, you know, it. I think Jim really does uh, – Jim and Todd do a great job at, at finding guys that, that fit, you know, to sitting down and, uh, and that can step in, fill a role. And we know that the coaching staff is going to be very cohesive and, you know, are all going to be on the same page. So um, that's kind of what I, you know, what I see from, uh, you know, the, the staff and, uh, and, and it directly flows down into the players' attitudes and their performance. What are you most looking forward to in 2022? Well, I'm looking forward to getting out on the field that opening day at, uh, at uh, Royal Athletic Park. Uh, you know, those are, that opening series is usually one of the biggest uh, crowds that we have for the season. And, uh, you know, it, it gets the players and, and coaching staff motivated to, you know, hey, we're starting out a season, we're going to win some ball games, and, you know, and and have that attitude where, you know, we're going to, you know, we're we're going to we're going to come out of this successful. So, for somebody who hasn't been to Victoria like myself, and been to Royal Athletic Park, what makes it unique compared to some of the other stadiums? Well, I think you know, it's it's the uh, it's the fans. The fans are 100% behind the Harbor Cats. Um, there's, we have uh, a number, of, you know, season ticket holders. People are behind the team. It's, it's a summer, it's a summer thing that uh, you know people are just happy to have there. Um, they love the game. They love the players, and uh, it's just the energy that's in Royal Athletic Park as compared to other stadiums I've been been to uh, in the West Coast League. It just seems that. Uh, 
you know, it's not even a comparison. It's, that energy is, is it, it helps the players. It, it, they really get behind them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an incredible experience being out there when, uh, when things are going crazy. So as an American who, like, I mean, baseball is known as Americans pa- America's pastime. But what is, it, what is it like for you, like, going from these states up to Canada to coach baseball? Well, I think, uh, you know, even though my time is, is limited up there, you know, I spend most of my time on the road with the teams. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, it's just it, it's a foreign country to, to us. But, you know, you're accepted, you're, you're, you're out there with the fans. And, you know, when you're in the middle of the game, it, you forget all about the, that you're in a different country. You're, uh, you know, the fans are so much, uh, you know, supporting the team. And, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's, just a, it's just an experience that's uplifting to me. I mean, I just love being out there. I love getting to know the players. love love being with the coaching staff out there. And nothing like winning a game in front of your home, home fans and, you uh, knowing how much they're behind you yeah you know i i personally can't wait to get up to victoria i'm hoping to get up there next year to catch a couple games what can i expect as a fan coming up to watch a game well i think you're going to come in there you you know it's it's when you get up there you you walk out to where you're going to be seated you see the stadium it's it's well taken care of um you know the city and uh the harbor cats really love that stadium and uh, you know it, it's it's just the energy in there, and you know throughout the game, you know people are are happy to be there. They're win or lose, they're excited to be at the ballpark, and you know it. I think it kind of rivals just those atmospheres like Wrigley Field or or Fenway, where you know it's the atmosphere and the fans that are so much behind their team that um, you know it's just it's just something that you know. I wish more and more people could really experience. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. I know I kind of cornered you here at the game, but it's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. I love the red catch jersey that you're wearing. And if you haven't gone and checked these guys out, check them at Victoria Harbor Cats. Um, and they got some great apparel. They got a lot of hats, which I pretty much almost all own. But uh, I appreciate you taking your time and uh, talking with me today. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, I, I you know, I didn't, you're always behind the Harbor Cats. We love that and uh, look forward to uh, one of these, one of these uh, game series next year. We got to get you up there. Excellent. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Diamonds of Rose podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ben. You have yourself a great day wherever you are at. Peace out.